that's great. Do you have to start letting people in? <laughs> yeah. We are. Here we are behind the scenes. Oh, we, it is. Uh, it's automatically doing it. It's up to you. Okay. Hi. Are we live? We are totally live. And we didn't I think know we're live. <laughs> okay. Here they are. Oh, my goodness. Hi. Welcome, there. everybody. <laughs> Good morning. If you can hear us and you see us, it's, just chime into the chat and say we're here because. Yes. It's been a crazy morning. Let's just say that. We and don't know what we're doing. We, we don't. <laughs> It has been nuts. I so, see a hand up. Okay, Lynn. Hey, I Lynn. think Lynn can see us. Hi. Fantastic. There's Allison. And then we lost the names here. All right. Yeah. Me, uh, where is the... Um... By the way, ladies, I haven't been here for a while, and I've missed you. I've missed being here. I've missed being with my girls. You know, it's so wonderful to be back. Uh, and here with us today is Carissa, uh, my bestie, <laughs> and Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany. I, I can't hear you, Tiffany. Oh, can you hear me now? There you go. Yes. There we go. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. I don't know. How have you guys been, ladies? <laughs> Everyone's doing well. Hey, you know what? We're having... Um, can, Tiffany, can you see the chat? No, that's... I was just going to tell you. I can't see it either. And then we just got okay. a message from Katie that says it's disabled. Okay. Hey, Blake, do you know how to enable chat? Ladies, okay. I'm telling you, we are a hot mess today. So you're just going to have to yes. breathe and wait on us. Yeah. So... We're not very technical. She's more technical than I am. I'm, I'm pretty much a dinosaur. You know, I still take notes with pen and paper. <laughs> I don't know if you're the same way, but uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so we, we have our wonderful. Oh, there we go. IT yeah. guy here. Wonderful. Great. It's working. There it is. There it is. Hey. <laughs> it's a little loud. All right. Yeah. If somebody wants to just. Mine still says I can only no. see the, yes. the host and the panelist. Great. And by the way, ladies, this is being recorded. So, um, you know, um, and you can post your questions as we go. Tiffany here will be handling chat today, which is so wonderful. All right, let's see if that, okay. Are you getting any, I don't know. If, okay, if ladies, do you mind typing in. in there? Just say hello or something. Let's see if the chat actually works. Christina is probably just gonna. She's dying. She's, She's dying. dying. Right she now. is so dying. She's like, what are you guys doing? So you know? Christina isn't with us today. No. She and her husband are on a on a little trip to visit their sons. Yes. So yes. these two goofballs are <laughs> left in charge of trying to figure this thing out. And we have had yeah. one humdinger of a morning. We have. You can tell them the humdinger that you had this morning. Oh, my gosh. Like, do okay. you mind again? I don't so before we so launch working. into it, ladies, let me just <clears throat> tell you the mess that is my life real quick. It started last night when I had this brilliant idea to use a new face mask that I've never used before. I thought, oh, I'm just going to use this face mask because I'm going to be on camera tomorrow. Maybe my <laughs> skin will look all nice and young. I had an allergic reaction to it. Bad, bad, bad. And I don't have sensitive skin. I mean, it was so bad. I was up all night long. Underneath like three inches of makeup are these huge, massive red splotches all over my skin. And <laughs> So it started like that. I woke up and then I did something stupid and grabbed the wrong hair gel to get these curls to work and it matted it down to my head. I mean, it's been a mess of a morning. Then we had issues with our trash and had to load the trash up in the truck and we're driving down the highway this and I'm with Florida. the kids so. and trash bags are flying out of the truck. I had to pull over four times and adjust trash. Now we're all covered and we stink and we smell like it's been a morning. It's been crazy. So here we are. I can't smell you though. So that's good because. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll be really bad here, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. Ladies. Oh, go ahead. 
No, no, go ahead, Tiff. I was just going to say, they're all still saying that chat still can't work. Question, the answers is working, and I can only see you two in chat. I can't see anyone else. Okay. How about we do this? Can we, uh, like, end it for a second and then restart it? Would that be a good idea? And then we can probably enable it. um, But I don't know if it's going to, yeah, it might mess things. I can yeah. see question and answer, so I can still, you know, if anybody has anything there, they can put it there instead of in chat. How about we do um, that for now? You know, let's just, just, it says invite all. Go back. Go back up to the other. Oh, no. No. Okay. No. Um, how about those three dotted dots over there? Will that allow it? Attendees can chat with yeah, there yes, everyone. everyone. Hey, the dinosaur figured it out. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> There we go. I fixed okay, it. guys, did we fix it? <laughs> Type in something. Yeah! Uh, yep, we did it. <laughs> I can't, hey, if I wore a yellow shirt, I would look like a minion today. <laughs> well, I'm just glad you have a shirt on under those overalls because that would be a whole different show. We're not doing that show. <laughs> you, know, you know what? The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's right. right? We have to mean, be able to laugh. It's good to laugh because we're all going, I mean, a lot of people are going through crud, yeah. myself included. You know, it's just life. Yeah. So it's good to laugh. Well, ladies, chime in. Let us know where you are. And um, we're talking today about the fallout of betrayal um, on our children. So let us know uh, how many kids you have. We'd like to we'd like to hear from you. Yes. And you did go over the the the, the stuff about this is being sort recorded. Of, I think um, so. We're not yes. when we post this to social media and wherever else it goes, the, the chat is not broadcast so you can say whatever you want. But mm-hmm. um, we are recording this just so you know. Yes. And like I said, today's topic is about the fallout of betrayal on our children. And um, before we launch in, Tiffany is here with us today and she's going to be taking care of all the chat and all the so you fixed your chat my chat still says I can only see the host and I can see all their messages but I can only send to the host and the panelist oh really I'm trying to like, fix it now uh, uh, let me see how this all right I, I will try to fix that well while you guys are doing that I'm just going to go ahead and start launching again so we have mm-hmm. we don't use up all Perfect. of our time with our ignorance trying to do this <laughs> um, <laughs> really did try to fix all this before you guys got on here. I know. We were working on it, but <laughs> yeah, okay, Ashley so says anywhere. to select everyone. I, I don't have that option. My my options are host and panelist, panelist, or Carissa and Tiana. I don't have any everyone option that I normally have. So I don't. Uh, yeah, but thank you for trying to help me, Ashley. That's what I'm trying to figure out. The dinosaur can figure it out. Okay. Well, while you d- ladies do that, I'm just going to launch in. And if, if we get it fixed, then <clears throat> Tiffany will be in there with us. If not, Tiana and I will try to I can let you guys questions. know when questions come up. Yeah, I can right. see all of their stuff. I just can't respond. So I can let you two know. Okay. Wait. Okay. <laughs> Good deal. And Tiana will keep working on it. Yeah. Um, okay. So we wanted to get started on this topic <laughs> of, and we did address it last month um, concerning the betrayal that, or the the effects that betrayal has on our children and and it's a messy it's a messy subject and um you know something that we have to remember is that every situation is different every family dynamic is different Mm -hmm. um the background the history of your children you know some are adopted some are bio you're dealing with past trauma so there's a lot of compounded issues um and, and so not one size fits all and you know you have to be you have to be mindful of that and and you you really need to press in to the Lord during this time in your life and and really ask for the Holy Spirit to guide you and get get good good wise counsel uh, and and make those decisions for your family based on that 
And we're going to try to give you as much information based on, on number one, the word of God, because everything should go back and reflect God's word. If it doesn't align with God's word, then you don't need, you don't need the, you don't need it. Right. You know, we can give all the tips, tricks, and hacks, but if it doesn't ultimately point back to the cross, then it's pointless. Um, and that, that should be for all advice that you receive. And then we're also going to share from our own experiences, which are going to be different than yours, but maybe you can glean something from there. We're not experts. We're just going to do the best we can based on the research we've done, our own expertise, and number one, the word of God. Um, you know, and, and like I was saying, the Sure Foundation is his word. And before we get started, how about if, Tiana, can you just open us up with prayer? Yeah, sure, prayer absolutely. Okay, Father God, thank you for being here. Thank you for being our wonderful, loving Father. Thank you for being a happy God, a God who wants to give us joy despite of the trials and the troubles that we're going through. I pray in the name of Jesus that you um, fill everyone's room right now with the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. Let them feel your arms around them. Let them know that you are close to them and that you're strengthening them. You are guiding their paths, their, their feet on the right path, Lord Jesus, to make the right decisions. It is very, very difficult to parent when your heart is broken. Mm -hmm. So I pray, Lord Jesus, that you give each and every one of my sisters out there, Lord, the strength to, to go through the storms that they're going through, the wisdom, Lord Jesus, and, and the answers that they need, Lord Jesus. And I lift up every child here to you, Lord Jesus, that we love and care for, our children, Lord Jesus. We lift them up to you, Lord, and we surrender them to you. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, to take over, to take control in the places that are out of our control. So Jesus, I pray for your peace to come over all of us, that we may have your understanding, Lord Jesus, and the things that we are going through. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. 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 Um, yeah, so the first thing that we can say is that when your spouse <clears throat> cheated, they didn't just cheat on you, they cheated on your children as well. It yeah. affects everyone from the top to the bottom. I mean, it, it just, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. It's like a bomb that explodes and it has all these casualties, right? Everyone will suffer. Yeah. Everyone will suffer. Mm -hmm. But you have to be, you need to be proactive in not just the healing of your children, but in your healing. Absolutely. And I'm going to go over some, you know, some questions that we received. Every single response is going to start with the same answer. You have to put your healing first. Yes, absolutely. If you do not heal and you do not put priority into your own healing, forget it. Your kids are watching you. They're going to absorb your energy, what, what you're saying, what you're doing, even if you say nothing. Kids are intuitive. They're going to mm -hmm. pick up and they're going to sense on, on what's happening in the home. Right. And, and we have to take our healing serious and make that a priority. It's like the gas mask analogy, right? You have to put, not gas mask, oxygen mask. You got to put on your oxygen mask first before yeah. you put on your kids. That's the only way you can protect them and, and help them go through the storm. That's right. That's right. Um, I just want to start with, I wrote down a few facts concerning betrayal over children and just some highlight some pointers children can experience ptsd not dealing with it will cause emotional and physical problems and that can be long term yes. agree? i mean it's it's ptsd for kids as oh, well yeah. research shows that um boundaries become an issue for children as they grow up if you don't deal with these things in the family now um, reports showed that three out of four children felt betrayed by the affair and 44 percent of those um, same children reported having an affair as an adult Mm -hmm. that's 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 high 
it's really, I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. Um, so why do they repeat the mistakes that cause them so much pain? And the research shows it's because they were looking uh, for answers to their own issues that they faced at home. You know, nothing. Wow. Yeah, these things weren't resolved. Wow. And so they went looking for these answers and they ended up getting into affairs themselves. Mm. Um, if the unfaithful parent doesn't actively work on restoring the relationship through humility, accountability, and empathy, the relationship will be permanently destroyed. You will never earn the respect or trust again unless you stop justifying your behavior and own up to the hurt and destruction your choice caused. Your words need action. It may take years to build and restore, but you have to put that work in. So there is a lot of emphasis on what the unfaithful spouse does. If the unfaithful spouse is not making a, an attempt to restore that relationship um, through humility, if they're finding ways to justify or, and mm -hmm. uh, provoke some sort of empathy from the children of I'm no longer at home and I'm Gosh, not with the yeah. family or I am at home and no one's treating me this way. If they take that narcissistic approach and mm -hmm. it's all about them your children are going to suffer they need to hear you shut up and the only words that you say are i am so sorry for what i've done to you i've hurt you make yourself available let them puke all over you let them and i know i'm not talking i'm talking to the women but this is important for you to understand that if they're not getting that from your spouse or your ex mm -hmm. um that's painful and that's causing more trauma and you can't correct that but you're you know, their, their father or their mother, whoever it was that, that committed the, uh, the adultery needs to understand that, that not owning up to it is causing significant harm to the child. Yes. And that's actually very important what you're saying about, you know, there's nothing you can do about that because that's out of your control. But what we have to talk about is what can you do what is yeah. in your control, right? Because you cannot control the response of your spouse or their choices. So this is about, um, I think it's really important to really ground yourself in Christ because there are so many tips out there. There are so many hacks on like parenting hacks and what to do yeah. when betrayal is involved. But to ground yourself in Christ is the most important thing, I think, in this journey. Yeah, absolutely. To, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that was, you know, one of the questions. We'll just start diving into the one of the, the questions is how do we handle the devastation our children are going through? You got to give an extra measure of grace. Um, to your kids. And that doesn't mean you become a doormat. That doesn't mean you um, just throw away all of the, the biblical role model parenting that you've been providing and, and the discipline. You don't just scrap that and say, I feel sorry for my kid of what they're going through. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm going to give them extra ice cream or every time they throw a temper tantrum, I'm just going to let it go. You have to give them grace. grace. You must give them grace and, and make them feel comfortable um, expressing their hurts and their frustration. But at the same time, um, you can't allow that pain to swallow them. And, and you've got to start making an effort to, to course correct and giving them the tools to be able to heal and grow and learn from this experience. And does that make sense? It's very hard. It makes sense, but it's really tough. It's extremely because hard. I grew up in, in a home that was broken. And I remember my mom Especially if my brother was 10 years younger than me or is 10 years younger than me and the guilt that she felt, you know, the guilt of like, here's a kid who's going back and forth between two parents. And, and it was like, um, it's so easy to, to just cater to that 
pain, that, 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 that void that you know is there and you want to fill that void in your child's life, but yeah. you really have to restrain yourself, know when to show grace, but also know when to put down boundaries, yeah. healthy, boundaries healthy boundaries, because you've exactly. got to help them. And the storm that they're going through is also to build resilience in them. We yeah. cannot protect them from the bomb that exploded, but we can help them kind of get the shrapnel out of them and heal. That's it. And, and, and one way or at some point in all of our lives, we're going to experience pain. We're going to experience suffering. And this may have come early in your child's life. So just acknowledge that, accept that. There's nothing you could have done about that. Mm -hmm. So don't feel that guilt. But what you can do is be strong for yourself and help them develop resilience. Yeah, that's very important. That's right. And, and, you know, and give yourself a little bit of grace because yeah. you're not going to, you're going through a really tough time. And if yeah. it's early on and in, in disclosure or discovery or whatever, um, maybe you are pampering and placating to their, you know, to the temper tantrums and all of that. And, and you've been like Tiana said, cause you feel, you feel heartbroken. I know I have, Yeah. I'm like, I just, I just want to give you whatever you need. I want to give you whatever you want. And um, but yeah. that's not benefiting them either. So we need to learn a good balance of, of how do we approach this um, through the lens of, of healing and what would Christ want for our children? Yeah. And like you said, we do need to teach them resiliency. And this, is, this can be a beautiful thing. So wouldn't you think it would be changing our mindset of how we look at suffering? Oh, absolutely. You did absolutely. Um, uh, such an amazing um, teaching, and I can't wait for it to come out on From the Ashes <laughs> about, about suffering and profiting from your pain. And Yeah. Do you want yeah. to share a little bit about just how sure. to... Sure, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> where do you start, you know? Because I kind of feel like this whole thing is, is a shattering, okay? When betrayal happens is, again, like a bomb explodes and your life is shattered into so many pieces. And this bomb doesn't just affect you, it affects children that you really love you know and and that's the hardest part of it all it's it's when it's our babies you know it's one thing when we get hurt but it's another thing when they're getting hurt their pain is so much worse than our own pain and as a mom all you want to do is protect them and you have to look at the pieces these shattered pieces as what they are you have to accept that this happened there was nothing you could have done about it but you take it to the cross because in, in, in anything that happens, I, I feel like, you know, when there's a shattering, there's a gathering, but it's during the, the shattering of your life that you, 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 can't, you can't allow more shattered pieces to happen from that. You know, yeah. it's, it's so easy to take all this pain and, and, and try to be the doctor of this yourself, and you can't. There's a lot of things involved as you're going through suffering. There's, um, there's this point of being poor in spirit, of realizing that you have nothing and no one else but Christ to turn to, and that's a wonderful thing. Because blessed are those, happy are those who are poor in spirit, because theirs is the kingdom of God. When you realize that you have nothing, you are totally broken, you can finally grasp the kingdom, and it's yours. Um, and that, that kind of like, I feel like when you, when you get that, suffering becomes more bearable because you know there's an, there's an end to suffering. There's a it's, point. There's a point yeah. where things will change. There's a restoration. There's a resurrection. There's a gathering of these pieces. But it's during the turmoil that we kind of panic and we don't know what's going to happen. And there's so much anxiety about the future. What's going to happen to our kids? What's going to happen to us? There is so much out of our control. But there are certain things we can do while our lives are in a bloody mess. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and that is to really hold on to Christ, to do the right thing 
as you're going through suffering and not to be your kid's doctor because yeah. you, you, you can't, you can't like medicate for them. You can't fill all those voids for them. So it's, it's accepting right. these broken pieces for yeah. what they are. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know the answer to your no, question that's a little it. bit. And, and know? so back to number one, it's, you know, like Tiana say, it's focus on your healing. That's how you can help your kids focus on your healing. And number two, for, get support. You know, you want to surround yourself for yourself and for your children. Don't isolate, don't isolate, find solid yes. biblical support women, yeah. you know, that will come around you and offer good advice. If you have people that are feeding toxic, just sludge mm. into your life and, and speaking negatively about your, about the unfaithful partner and their father or whatever, yeah. get, you don't want you can't do that. You, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't subject your children to that as well. You know, that alone is so toxic. Yes. It's just, you, you know, you, you have to keep that stuff to yourself and you don't want to surround yourself with people that are feeding into that. Oh yeah. So get them yeah. support. And if it gets to a place where your kids need counseling, if they are showing a lot of aggression or depression, it's time to call in a counselor. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you need to get someone involved. Yeah, and when you're saying community, you know, because that's really important. You need other people as you heal because sometimes, hey, we need a breather. Okay, I I know we want to be there for our kids, and I, you know, every every marriage after betrayal, or every situation is different. Some get divorced or separation. Some are in the same house and they're trying to heal. So it's very different for everyone. But this is a common denominator, though. We need to breathe. We need to be able to zoom out of the situation before we can zoom in. And sometimes we can't see the forest for the, the trees, for the thick of the forest. I, you yeah, know, you got it. You know, that. And, and, and it feels that way with our kids, you know? It's yeah. like, we wanna help them, but if we can't see the bigger picture, we get involved, we get pulled into the situation too much and we're drowning mm -hmm. with them instead of throwing a life uh, a jacket, a life wrap yeah. to them, you yeah. know? Yeah, and sometimes it's okay just to slow down. Yeah. You don't have to come up and have all the answers right away. If you don't know what to do, it's okay to just wait. Yeah. And say, I don't need to make a drastic decision. I'll need to do this for my child. I don't need to, you know, just just wait. Just give it a just give it some time to sit on it and get some good counsel. Absolutely. Yeah. And like because you and I were best friends, okay? So we have kids and and when one of us is like really having a hard time. The other one is like, hey, how can I help? How can I practically help? Can I take your kids for like a day so do you, you can have a breather? Mm -hmm. We need those kind of friends. We, we need those kind of sisters around us who can just be compassionate to us and help us very practically. I'm very pragmatic when it comes to healing. It's not yeah. just all spiritual and emotional. It's very practical. Mm -hmm. So you need friends around you who can help you pick up some of the load so yeah. you're not all squashed and burdened down yeah you know and find friends who are going to speak <clears throat> truth into you and correct you yes. when you need corrected yep. you do not want friends that just pacify and and build help build bitterness and resentment and and mm. cheer you on to be unhealthy you want friends that can look at you and say yeah you're off course sister yeah. i love you you know that you're going the wrong direction why you know that that's iron sharpens iron Absolutely. we need that in our lives you know yeah. and Yes. Sorry, real fast before I go. So on chat, Katie said, 100% center yourself in Jesus. There's a, there are a lot of tools to heal, but with Jesus, not without. And then the next person, Cassie said, um, my kids were teenagers. And I remember praying and saying, Lord, if I grow bitter, then I will breed bitter kids. Yes. I did not want that for my kids. Yes. That is so true. Beautiful. 
And then Ashley followed up on what you just said about the community. And she said, a coworker of mine taught me the three C's, Christ, community, and counseling. Boom. That's it. Yes. That's it. And then Esther, because I can't answer the question, (laughs) says, what are some good ways to find healthy friends and community? That's a great question. Being proactive. Yeah. Very, very important. Okay. So I know this because I was isolated for so long and it literally drove me crazy. I became so depressed and suicidal. You don't want that. Your kids are not gonna benefit from that. But I became proactive. I started thinking, you know what? If nobody knows that I'm suffering, if nobody knows the condition of my heart and my spirit and my mind, I've gotta go out there and find someone who who seems healthy, someone who's healing. And and you know what's really funny? It's like God's fingers are all over this, okay? I would meet up with moms in the playground and I would meet friends, Christian moms out there. And suddenly God will show me this woman here. She can help you. She will be a friend. Go to places, you know, go to church, uh, be involved, mm-hmm. be proactive, your kids school, your, you God will create these connections for you, but you've got to be proactive. You got to, if you're shy, you've got to start talking to people. Yeah. This thing is going to change you. You know, it's like, it's like in every great movie or in every great book, the character starts here, and then this person changes to this. So if you're shy, you're gonna become bold. If you're the type of person who stays isolated, you're gonna have friends. But this means you've got to do something. You've got to want change and do something that's very difficult. You gotta get your brave on. Yeah, super important. And it will change you. And and that is the thing. If you ask the Lord, if you pray and ask him to send to you the right community, he will. Um, I know he did that in my life too. It's just, I never in my life have had the closeness that I have with a few sisters that I I truly love them like sisters and and God did that. But it did take me putting down my guard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a former strong person, I don't have any issues. I'm really strong. There's nothing wrong here. I I had to get over that and say, I've got to be a little bit of, I've got to show some vulnerability and and reach out. And it is scary, but you're scared of being betrayed by new people. You know, when you've been betrayed in marriage, you are fearful of new relationships and that's very normal but god's gonna start showing you that you got healed in community you'll find healing in community so it's about the community that you're joining find healthy places don't be hanging out in places where you know the people there are toxic you know even in church that can be toxic too it really depends god will give you the sermon if you find out that these ladies are gossipy they criticize they kind of give you that underhanded i don't know uh God will show you. If you feel uncomfortable, if you feel, ugh, if that's your feeling, walk away, yeah, run. Just shut it down. Shut it down. Right? I've done that before. I'm like, ooh, that's not for me. Exactly. That's, that's toxic. Yes. Yeah. I think someone said, oh, join a women's Bible study at your church. It's been a game changer for me. Great. Yep. See? Yeah. Yep. Story time. Oh, about being proactive. Yeah, that's oh. right. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, and back to I had a note here, and, and I, I don't want to forget to point it out that mm-hmm when finding healing not just for yourself but for your children god's moral foundation is set in righteousness and and in truth and that the laws established by god is over everything and if you apply god's word to every situation it has to conform you don't have to try to conform god's word over your situation the situation has to conform to god's word so if you hold that as a standard yes um you know, and, and we go back to, you know, the tips and tricks and everything that you can, that's all fine and dandy, but everything has to go back 
in and follow under under God's word. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do I do want to mention that, you know, someone said about passing on bitterness and, and that's why healing is important. Mm-hmm. At the end, I want to we're going to show you um, a trailer for a series that we did called Legacy. And it's really it's you know, it's centered around parenting. But the message in that is so important and it goes into I mean, the theme is really um, your personal healing is the best gift that you can give yes. your child. Yeah. Okay. It's about <laughs> us really before them. So yeah. And yeah. it and it talks about the science behind it. Yes. Um what is that? I can't remember epigenetics. His name. It's but epigenetics. The, the scientist with the brain that had the the diagnosis and oh. he didn't know what was his name? Oh yeah, that was uh Dr. Tom Tim Tim Fallon. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's amazing. And and what has been discovered, you know, through epigenetics that your bitterness and your resentment and basically just not healing from this betrayal, mm-hmm. you can pass that down from generation to generation to generation. It's going to code itself in the DNA. And that's why, yeah. you know, it's easy to get into a rut and say, this wasn't my fault. You know, I have a right to be, you do have a, yes, yes, you've been hurt. Of mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. we've been hurt and we can feel that. But yeah. do we have a right to pass that on to generation to generation? That has been a fuel for me to say, Oh no, I'm putting a stop to that. I don't want my kids to be affected by this. I am going to heal. I am going to be a better person out of this because for them, I want to do. Tiffany, does that kind of resonate with you? Absolutely. And I actually just wrote a message this morning outside of just my situation. I have, um, it's been passed down generation to generation in both of our families when it comes to the betrayal and the infidelities and it's still affecting three, four generations. And I was the same way, you know, my husband has to make that choice to stop the infidelity. He has to stop that generational curse if that's what he chooses to do, or he puts it on my children's shoulders. Mm -hmm. I have to stop the bitterness. I have to stop what my grandmother went through. I have to stop what my father went through. Um, And those are choices that we can control. As Tiana said earlier, that you can't control what everybody else does. You can only mm-hmm. control what you do with your situation, the cards you've been handed. And so, um, yes, it's absolutely imperative that we make that choice to not pass the bitterness on and to heal from no matter how big that bomb was that went off. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I know. Um, just from my experience, I, uh, this is why it's so important to do like what Tiffany said, to deal with the hands of cards that you've been dealt with, to, to, to just take care of what's on your plate. Uh, learning from my home. So my mom, very strong woman, wonderful woman, but she was very fearful from what had happened. She was betrayed by her husband, uh, my stepfather, and there was abuse there as well. But she, um, she never really recovered from the PTSD. So what happened was that even though she wasn't bad-mouthing my stepdad, her fear, her total fear of, of people, not trusting people, and, and kind of giving me and my brother this message that you don't need other people. You need to be self-reliant. You cannot trust people. Trust nobody. Mm. Um, she kind of, she didn't say it directly, but it was a message that was passed down to us. And I'll tell you what, it, it, it was a bomb in my marriage as well, because I was reacting that way in my marriage for so long. It's like I I couldn't trust. I had a real hard time trusting. 
that that was actually epigenetically turned on in me because mm -hmm. that, this was generational. This actually was passed down from my grandmother to her to me, and who knows how long this has been going on. But I decided to say, no, it's going to stop on my watch. My kids are not going to grow up that way. They are not. But Carissa, let, let's talk about, I, I know you have so many notes here, but you told me something this morning, and, and it just, man, it broke my heart. I'm just thinking about when kids go through this, I want to recognize children's pain, yeah. you know, because when when this happens to them and you hear how they're reacting to this, what's really going on in their hearts, it's very painful. You know, I've heard mothers talk about how their kids respond. Every child reacts to it very differently depending on their ages and how they communicate it. It's just ah, like um, this one five year old kid said, it's like a pet dying. This is what it feels like when parents separate. It's like my, my pet died, you know, or, or someone else is like, God is not real. You know, he can't be real if, if, if this has happened in my family. Kids react to it so yeah. differently. Can you maybe yeah. go into that? Yeah. Um, so I, I have taken the approach with my kids that I'm, I'm very honest with them as far as like what is appropriate to share. You know, I'm very mindful, but I speak in truth and so I've taken that approach with them and, and we have very open conversations and on the way, on the way in this morning, we were all in the truck together and um, it was a rough morning. We just had a lot going on. And I said, you know what, guys, sometimes the enemy just brings distractions to throw you off. And I said, you want to know what, what mommy's doing today? And I told them about this webinar mm -hmm. and um, they were interested. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this as a teaching moment. I said, do you, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? And so I shared with them what I was going to talk about and that there were lots of mommies who were worried about their kids who were going through similar situations as us and that they were hurting and their kids were hurting and they, they wanted um, someone to listen to them and give them some advice on how to help their children. And so my kids are listening. I'm like, you know what? Maybe you guys can help me. What, what would you tell them? You know, my kids are, you know, I've got all age ranges. I, you know, down seven to 15 are in the, in the truck and, and so um, my, my son immediately spoke up and he said, well, I think it's really important for, for kids to know that it's okay to love both mom and dad. Even if dad did something wrong, it's okay to love him too. Like, that's a really good one. That's a good point. And he said, yeah, because kids want to love their daddy. And, and it's good that, that mommy says it's okay to love daddy. Like, that's, that's, that's so important. And so, you know, just touching on that one a little bit more. They need, your kids need to hear they need to see you showing forgiveness, even if you're not completely hmm. at a full-blown state of forgiveness in your heart. They need to see you walking out the steps of forgiveness, not talking bad about, about their dad, not talking about you know, what he did. He hurt the family and, and seeing the bitterness in you. They don't need to hear that. That's not going to help them. They need to see, for you to give them permission to be able to forgive and to love and to heal. Mm -hmm. And so that was very important. And then um, my daughter, um, I, I mentioned to her that we had a question about nightmares. And that was one thing that we dealt with um, a lot is, is the nightmares. And I had a rough, 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 about what, four months? Uh, was, more than that. It was, was it? more than I half a year. I can't remember. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was rough. It was um, Thanksgiving, last Thanksgiving. Yeah, so, it was, yeah, it was bad. I mean, we're yeah. talking about, I'd get an hour or two hours of sleep a night. And this was every single night for months. I was exhausted. And the nightmare started with her and it just, it, it just kept building and getting worse. And, and so I asked her, I said, how would you help this mommy who's having 
similar issues with her daughter and and she said well uh, mom i think it's really important that kids know that they can they can talk about their feelings that's important they need to feel safe and even if that comes against you if it's if they're showing anger towards you of why did you put dad out of the house why can't you love him why can't you mm -hmm. let them do it just let them get it out and you've got to create a safe space for your kids to be able to talk don't justify anything don't don't try to just let them get it out and also she said well this is really cool because jeremy mm -hmm. um uh, she he <laughs> jeremy took her one night for me jeremy and tiana took took my daughter one night to give me a break. And I remember <laughs> went and picked her up the next morning and Jeremy comes out with a cup of coffee in his hands. He's like, yeah, I don't know how you're doing. This. <laughs> He's like, this is so rough. It was rough. He's like, this, I don't know how you're surviving. It's rough. Um, but he stayed up with her all night long and, and he was <clears> giving her tools and that has stuck with her. And every, it's about being consistent. Every single night we go through the tools, breathe, mm -hmm. um, cool yourself down. She's learning how to cool certain points, pressure points in her body and your vagus nerve. And if you lay a cold pack, it just kind of brings the anxiety down and, yeah. um, you know, regulating all these things. Yeah. And so she went through all these tools um, that that has been taught to her. And, and she said, it's important that that moms teach their kids these tools. How important is that? That yes. we're giving them these things and um, how to regulate, learn how to regulate themselves. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's been yep. a game changer. Yep. I, I think I love, I don't know how you do it, Chris, because it's true. I, when we, sorry, I'm kind of like out of focus. I was going to say you both just went, there you woo, go. Woo. There we go. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> I love it because when uh, Jocelyn, you know, my niece stayed with us, I, I, yeah, we, we didn't get any sleep, you know, it was, it was terrible, but you know, I was able to really empathize with you. I, I don't know how you do it. You know, your, your, your heart's broken, but at the same time, you're physically exhausted and you're trying to help her. And, yeah. and when you give kids tools, it's amazing how they actually use them. Yeah. And, and, and when it, you know, consistency is really important. It's not just like, here, here's some tools, you know, but show them how to use it, show them how to apply it. Yeah. Walk with them, sit with them in the dust if you must. Kids need to, kids don't know what's going on inside of them. They just feel this, ah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, uh, like I said, a bomb exploded inside of them. Yeah. And, and they don't know how to process their feelings. They don't know how to process That's their it. thoughts. And sometimes we don't know how to help them, but we can sit in the dust with them. Yeah. We can cry with them. We can hug them. And sometimes we don't need words. Yeah. We just, we don't yeah. need words. I think one of the most you comforting know? things that I shared with my daughter is, <clears throat> I, you know, I, you, you can, you're going through a painful time and then your child is doing this and, and you're not getting sleep and now it's wearing on your nerves. And there were some nights where I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. That's probably not a good parenting tool. <laughs> That's probably not good. And I, one of the, the, the comforting things is I, I wrapped my arms around Jocelyn one night and I said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do to help you, but I'm going to find the answers. She calmed down. I mean, just be able that I wasn't trying to control the situation for her. Exactly. She took a deep breath and she's like, huh, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, that night she actually went to sleep, but it's okay not to know. It's just, if you're being active, trying to find the answers for your kids. Yeah. When you I add one, oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I go just want to add one thing from my um, trauma therapist, um, because you hear all the time, process it, teach your kids how to process it. You as yourself have to process it. And I finally said, 
what does it mean to process it? And she said, she said, you can sit and talk about it and get it all out, which a lot of therapists and you go back to your childhood wounds, which is very helpful. She said, but for most kids, especially if they don't know everything that's going on, if they're not at an age to hear everything that's going on, she said, the most important thing for all of us, whether you're the betrayed or the children who, as you said, are betrayed as well, but not again, in the know of all the details, she said, are the five things that you do one cry. And she said, it doesn't matter if they, they don't know how to get it out. They must cry. So watch a movie together as a family where you're all Mm. crying. And she said, it doesn't have to be about the betrayal, but you must cry. Number two, laugh together. Yeah. She said, if you're a family that you can get laughing and telling funny jokes and get that big belly laugh, that's wonderful. But if you're all so hurt and you just can't get there, then turn on a comedy and laugh. She said, you know, make sure you do it. And to do it as a family helps that much more. Number three, scream. And (laughs) before I knew that was an option, like the kids and I, when we would get at a red light and things were tense before everything even broke out, we would just scream and see who could scream louder than the next. It was a game for us because you're enclosed in your car. Neighbors aren't going to think anybody's getting hurt or anything. (laughs) And get it out. And she said, that's one of the best ways to just process that trauma and not let it sit in your cells. Number four is to trimmer. And so she said, when you, when you're crying, if you get to that point where your whole body's shaking, Mm -hmm. that's one of the best responses for trauma and to trimmer. And if you can't get there crying, then to work out as hard as you physically can to get your muscles to push the trauma out. And the fifth one is yawning, which blew me away. And it was to just yawn it out. And the more that, and as soon as I say, yawn, it, I start, just because you said yawn, <gasps> yeah, well, that's, yeah. So, <laughs> yawning. And then when, as you say it, you'll just start. And then more and more of the trauma will come out. So those were the yeah. five and you that's can good. make it fun with the kids because it's not about them or it's not about dad. You can yeah. watch a funny movie and laugh. You can watch a sad movie and cry and it has I nothing that. to do, but you're still but, healing. So, so you simulate yeah. it. Tiffany, can you go through those in, in, in five bullet points? One, two, three, four, five. So the ladies can take notes of this. Cry, laugh, scream, tremor, and yawn. Very good. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. I love that. You know, what I'm getting from this as well, and, and this is something I learned too, is when you connect with your child during these moments when there's a shattering in your lives, it's beautiful. It's like you can really help them. You can help them develop resilience, but when there's connection, they feel safe. There's a safeness there. They need to feel safe because their world has just been shattered just like yours. What I love about this process, although it's kind of like, oh, I can't believe this happened in order for this to happen. A lot of times before betrayal, it's so easy to take connection for granted. You know, you're on your cell phones, you're on, you know, everyone's kind of like in their own little worlds. Boom, betrayal happens and there's a shattering. And then once you start taking care of yourself, once you start getting healed and you have that extra strength to to be a mom again to your kids, you can gather your wings, your arms around them, and then you can become battle buddies with your kids. Mm -hmm. What happens is when you're going through war together as a family, you really need to, to remind your kids, we're on the same team, we're connected here, we're going through this crud storm together, let's huddle together, we're gonna get through this, okay? Kids, you are not alone, you are not alone, you are not alone. I am here for you, God is for you, I don't have all the answers, I'm imperfect, I'm gonna drop the ball here and there, I'm gonna overreact sometimes, but I'm here for you. I will give you the sun, moon, and stars if I can, but I can't but I'm here for you, okay? <laughs> and, and 
them knowing that it's uh, it's a game right? changer it is a game it's changer, a game changer. Yeah. yeah it it's I can't even tell you what just that alone has done for my kids to know that I'm a sure thing. I'm not going anywhere. Exactly. I'm here. I don't have the answers. Yeah. I'm not going to be perfect, but we're going to get through this. Yeah. My, and I mentioned this before in another webinar, but my son, um, when he found out when they, the kids kind of, you know, learned what was going on. Uh, the first thing that my son said to me was, are you okay, mom? Mm. And he asked me five times. I said, yeah, buddy, I'm, I'm okay. Are you okay, mom? <sighs> Yeah, I'm going to be okay, sweetheart. I am good. I'm good. God is God has been good to me. God has shown me so much grace. I'm good. Mm. Five times he asked me and then he said, then we're going to be okay too. And that was it. Uh, that was wow. it. But it's true. If you're yeah. okay, ladies, they're going to do it's not going to be perfect. It's not yeah. we still deal with bumps, but you have to be okay. Take your healing into account. Yeah. Tiana, I wanted before, because we're going to quickly run out of time. There was another yeah. question that I wanted to hit. It's, and this one is a big one. And boy, can I answer this one. Um, I am divorced. <laughs> when my three kids spend the weekend with their father, they come back acting completely disrespectful to me. When we were married, my husband mm -hmm. never would have tolerated that. Why are they acting this way? And what can I do? Well, number one, your kids are feeling confused, uh, loss of stability. They're pushing the boundaries. They're angry. Um, they're insecure and they're maybe they're frustrated from having to bounce back and forth. They got stuff in one house and no stuff in the other house or they got to pick up. I mean, kids are frustrated. Yeah, there's all these big emotions and they don't know how to to process or share those share those feelings. They don't know how to regulate all of that. Anger. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's you know, every situation is complex um, as far as why are your kids <clears throat> coming back and they're disrespectful. It can it's so complex. It could be any of those things, but maybe dad is a poor role model. Maybe he's bad mouthing you to the children, maybe, but those are things you can't control. So you need to know what do I do when they come back and they are being disrespectful. So a mm. healthy parent is one that provides security, love, stability, um, guidance, discipline when it's needed. An unhealthy parent is everything opposite of that. When your kids come back home to the primary home, they're safe again. And so all of those things that they bundled up and held in around unhealthy, unsafe parent, mm -hmm. they're now letting out with safe parent. It's a compliment, moms. It's a compliment. I know that's hard to, to, to understand of why are these meltdowns out, but that's a compliment to you. Sure. They're getting all of that out into, does that make sense? It does make perfect sense. Yeah, they won't yeah. do that to a stranger right. because they know it's you not their fakes. Yeah. It's not safe. Yeah. Um, so here's some preemptive things you can do now before they go on to a visitation. And, and just in general, talk about your feelings, which we already said. Create an environment that allows your children to feel safe, talking about how they feel. Another one, number two, create routines and a schedule. Your kids need now more than ever mm. a schedule. That's a big one. And make yeah. it visible. Let them see it. Their world has crumbled. Everything is like nothing's making sense. Everything's up in the air. There's no stability. Yeah. Give them things that they can actually see. Don't just tell them, write it down. Today on Monday, we're doing this. I even, I mean, down to what they need to wear if they have to, or their tours, yeah. or where they're going, and what they're, give them something concrete to work through. That makes, sorry to just add this, yeah, but this is really so. important, the organizational thing. If you're not an organized lady, okay, not everyone is, okay, some people are OCD, and some are just not, okay, but this is a time 
to create order in your house yes, by cleaning yes, yes. your house, organizing things, get a planner. There's stuff to do out, you can do there to create more, um, what do you call this, uh, order in your house because kids feel safer. It's so important. Right? It gets rid of the chaos a little bit when, when your house is clean, when things are organized and yeah. things are... There's a, si there's a science that, and that's yeah. a whole other topic, but there is a science to <clears throat> organization and cleanliness in your home has a lot to do with the way your kids, even you, your, the motivation, yeah. the it's it's creating order in their brain. It's yes. important. And now more than ever. Yes. Um, you know, something else that's important as far as like the creating the routines and the schedule is establish if it if this fits with your family, establish the the rules that you've set up between you and your their father. Um, mm. The rule is that your father's going to call me on Wednesday to confirm that he's picking you up on Saturday. We have decided that if he doesn't pick you up on Saturday, you'll have to wait until the following Saturday. Good. Yeah. Let them in on those rules. Mm -hmm. That way, you're not always the bad guy. Yes. Mom's always breaking things. I'm not getting my time with dad. Um, or, you know, we have decided that if dad is 30 minutes late, then we have to forfeit and go on with our plans for the day. And this mm -hmm. is what we're going to do. Let them know what those rules are. Give them some, some, some play in the game that they know what to expect. That is so, 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 so important. I love all this, Krista. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number three, teach children how to cope with stress and big emotions. We talked about that. Breathing techniques, singing, exercising, drawing, praying, meditating in the biblical sense. Um, there are just, there's a number of ways that kids can learn how to release that stress. And then Tiffany was talking about some of that as well. Yes. Teach them how to cope with stress. Number four, kids pick up on our energy. So basically chill out. <laughs> we have to chill out sometimes. Um, and that's hard, but if you're, if you are stressing out about their time away from you, um, and maybe, maybe their dad is not a real safe person and he's not responsible and, and there's reason to stress for mm -hmm. that. Your kids are picking up on that, and that's not fair to them. Um, so you got to chill out. You got to, <laughs> they're, they're absorbing that. Right. You know, right. Um, so that doesn't mean that you have to be over the moon excited about their visitation with dad, but you do need to show um, that you're supporting their time with their dad. I hope you have a great time today. Can I pray with you before you go? I can't wait until you get back, and then we can, you can tell me all about what you did. Mm -hmm. You know, just make it about, that they feel comfortable going onto visitation. Don't build up the stress and anxiety so that when they're coming home, they know, oh my gosh, mom's gonna be, she's gonna be stressed out. What did I do? Where did I go? What, you know, make that comfortable for them. Yeah. And sometimes, Chris, if I may add yes, to that please. one, you have to fake it till you make it. Yep. Because I, I was, I'm no, no longer this way, but I was a very, very fearful person, you know, uh, and very anxious, stressed, easily stressed and rattled. I had to fake it. I had to like, Tell myself, I'm going to put up a front that I'm calm and confident and mm -hmm. things are going to be okay, even though inside I'm screaming and panicking and running in circles. My kids are not going to see that. They're going to see calm and all this. And little by little, it's like the feelings follow the action. And, and yeah. you're, you're actually rewiring your brain when you do that. So anyway, continue. No, that's good. That's yeah. very good. Um, the fifth <clears throat> one was keep communication open with the other parent. Uh, something that that I read and I thought this is really good. I, I haven't had this issue, but um, if if you're not in a good place with your with your um, ex partner, that you can keep communication open about your children. Create a a visitation book. 
um, and that you something that you just pass back and forth between the two of you. Mm. You're making notes about what they did. Um, you are you're you're sharing any concerns that you have. Put it in a notebook and just pass it back and forth between the two of you. But if you can communicate, in in, in they're not you know a dangerous person, then you got to put that stuff aside. Your kids have to take priority. You know, I know that what they have done is is painful to you, but man, your kids are they come first in this situation. Yes. And you have to be able to say, I gotta, I gotta keep this stuff together. I gotta put a smile on my face and I have to be able to communicate with their father um, about important things. They have to see me being civil. They have to see me being yes. um, an adult about this. Even Oof. if it's painful, I know ladies, I know, I know, I know, I know that's painful, but we have to do it for our kids. That is so important. Yeah, and that's why it's important to have that community again, to give you the support you need because it's hard to to kind of just like generate that on your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so the last one, which kind of goes in is, is call a truce with your ex when it comes to the kids, just call a truce. Just, you know, try to make an agreement that we're gonna put everything else aside. But when it comes to the kids, we're an adult, we're, we're gonna be, we're gonna yeah. be kind to yes, one another are. when it comes to the kids. So now I'm gonna give you some points of what you can do after visitation and when the kids are being, oops, I'm out of focus again. Woo, trippy. <laughs> so when they come back, if they're acting like little monsters and you can't figure out what's going on or if they're, you know, just all over the place, number one, give them time. What is going on? I think you have to stand sit a little bit here. You know what? It's all good. You can't see the big red splotches on my face there from that go. terrible yeah. thing I used. There you okay, go. Okay, <laughs> so number one, give them time to adjust. Be patient. Maintain the rules in your home. That doesn't mean they get to come back in and act like little crazies. Maintain the rules, but in an empathetic manner, let them know that you want to comfort them in their fear and their anger and their hurt. Um, but there are standard of rules. So the best way to do that is come up with a time period. I'm gonna give you 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Don't, not too much. Don't an hour, two hours, that's too much. When you come back in, I'm gonna give you 30 minutes of free time to yourself. I'm not gonna ask you any questions. I'm not gonna bombard you with chores that have to be done, but how about if you go in your room, no gaming, no TV, no. Just quiet yeah. time for them to kind of get back into family life. Then when that's over, they come back in and they join in, or even better that you just have that special time with them. But give them time to adjust when they come in. If it's so bad and they can't even get from the front door, let them sit on the front porch. Hey, how about if I give you five minutes to, to just chill out for a minute, to mm -hmm. readjust, mm -hmm. give them time to adjust. So they're they kind can. of recalibrating, helping your Absolutely. child recalibrate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, let me go out here to the, yeah, the next one. Um, ask your child what they did during their visitation and be genuinely curious. Yeah. You know, hey, so what'd you guys do? Not, a, well, where did he take you? What did you do? What did you eat? <laughs> but hey, what did you do? That was fun. Tell me all about it. How did it go? They, they need to feel that. Mm -hmm. um, adjust the visitation if necessary. If their behaviors are rooted in that they don't feel like they're getting enough time with their father, then maybe if it's, if it's possible in your situation that you create other ways that they can stay in contact. Maybe you do a Zoom call before bedtime once or twice a week and they can read a bedtime story, but establish these rules with your ex ahead of time. I'm, you know, we're gonna do five minutes of a Bible or a, you know, whatever Bible story or bedtime story, five minutes on a Zoom call that you can talk with, with the children. That would help, you know, comfort them and give them that 
father, the father is still present. So adjust the visitation if necessary. If it's a situation where um, the kids are, are showing a lot of fear of being back with dad, um, I experienced some of that and I had to adjust the schedule. Fortunately, their dad is, um, has been understanding in that, that, you know, my daughter wasn't able to spend visitation time with him in the beginning for quite some time. We're just now starting to roll into um, visitate on visitation day. She'll go for maybe a couple hours and then I go and get her. Mm -hmm. You, you got to do what works for your family. And hopefully you have someone that's working with you. Yeah. I know it's hard if not, but you got to do the best you can. You do. Um, create a ritual. I love this one. Every time you pick up your child or, or they come back from visitation, create a ritual, something that you do together that they look forward to. We go and get ice cream every time you, you know, you pick them up or we sing a song or we listen to a certain song or we, we take a walk through the park. Be consistent. It's something that you do every single time. You're creating a tradition. When I pick you up, this is what we do. Yes. And that already starts producing that, those happy hormones. It's something that they're yeah. looking forward to. Yeah. Um, another one is oh, here we go again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stay right here. I don't know there what you go. I don't know what I'm doing. Right there. <laughs> uh, set yeah. up a special time when they return home. This <clears throat> one's really important. Create a time that your child or your children have, you know, just alone time with you where you're not asking any questions where they get to pick what you're going to do. We've got, you know, if, if you only have five minutes, then make it five minutes but it's just one-on-one -on -one individual time with your child. Learn what their love language is. Learn, learn what, you know, how do they express love? Is mm -hmm. it physical touch? Is it gifts? Um, what are the other ones? Affirmation, whatever that is. Learn right what the, what, the <laughs> way that they receive love and be prepared to fill them with that during that special time when they come back. Mm -hmm. But just a period of time that you have alone with your child that you're filling them back up. And if they need to spend that time crying or being angry, let them do it. Just let them have that moment. But it's just with you, no phones, no distractions. Yeah. Um, and then another one, and I love this one because Tiffany, you touched on it, is schedule family time every week. Have fun, laugh. Laughter is good for the soul. Laughter is medicine. Laughter is healing. So schedule family time that they look forward to, that you're playing games, that you're going to the park, that you're taking a walk, that whatever yeah. it is, that you do nothing but laugh yes. and have fun. How yes. important is that for yeah. our brains? And that's healing for our own souls as well. Yes. Yeah, everything that you've been sharing here, Chris, it, I mean, it, it's just beautiful because, when, again, when, when things are shattered and splattered, you know, you're rebuilding, something new is going to come out of this. You're going to create a new family environment. You're going to parent in a different way. You're going to mm -hmm. connect and see your children differently and vice versa. They're going to connect and see you differently. And if I may just touch on this very quickly, you know, I, I feel like connection is extremely important. I keep going back to this. It, if there's anything that we can give our kids, because we can't give much sometimes when our hearts are hurting, it's connecting with them, even as, so as we're hurting, right? It's, it's that connection. Because here's what happens when a child has pain. When there's a wound, there's lies. The enemy inserts lies when your child is wounded, and they start blaming themselves for yeah. what's going on. They start thinking, did I do this? Like, even though it's, it's not, it's very normal for kids to think that way. I had something to do with why mommy and daddy don't love each other anymore or whatever's going on. And I know, Chrissy, you, you touched a lot on separation and all that, but there are also, and I know we don't have enough time to cover this, but there are a lot of 
relationships out there where the husband and wife are still living together. Mm -hmm. They may have like a house, a home separation thing going on inside their home or they're working towards a restoration together. And there's so many different dynamics, but there's one thing you can glean from here is that you do need a different set of routines. Yes. You do need to change the environment and you, you are an influencer in that. You need to connect with your children and you need to take care of yourself. That's it. That's it. And we are almost out of time, ladies. I know there's so many other questions. I didn't even get to touch on Dis Disney dads. What do we do with Disney dad? Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's a fun it's one. Enough. That's the dads yeah. that just want to have fun and no responsibility. And then another big one um, that we we talked about this and Tiana and I, we, we made a decision that we're going to just devote one entire webinar um, to disclosure with yes. children. Yes. I do not want to gloss over that one. Mm -hmm. That one is. That's tough. That is tough. And so. I do want to say that, and we're going to bring on some experts for that one mm -hmm. that have dealt with all different types of family dynamics and not just from our experience or from what we know, but someone that would know. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I do want to say is if you are in the position of life right now where you're in that limbo of the kids need to know what's going on, if you don't have a leading from the Holy Spirit and you don't have good sound biblical advice, do nothing right now. Yeah. Don't shatter your children don't don't make a hasty decision about um what you're going to tell them and and in feeling this i get it i am the kind of person that's like if i know something needs to happen or i know a truth it's like okay i need to make sure that everything is i get it i get it i get it but it it's detrimental to your children that you handle this the right way um so if you have to just sit on it even if it's 30 days until we get into the next webinar it's okay it's okay if you have to wait until you get to with a counselor and and get some answers just don't jump the gun on that one it's so important yeah oh my gosh you know just hold back you don't yeah. have to tell everything right now because it's, it's worth having the regret of saying too much and now you've spilled the beans and it's too late you can't get it back you know just wait yeah i'll tell you how long a wait can be <laughs> um in my situation it was almost two years wow yeah um so responsible though i did not want to injure my kids and even <clears throat> what they do know of course no child is going to know the full story mm -hmm. so everything is age appropriate and it really is yes contingent on your family and your dynamics and but it's the way the holy spirit leads you that's that is that's the answer that's super yeah. so super important just sit on it ladies don't yeah. don't make a drastic decision yeah. so we're gonna do the responsible thing which is finding an expert who can walk you through disclosure for children because it's extremely delicate you don't want to mess that one up because it's super super important yeah uh, so we're gonna do it on a separate webinar yeah. there's also a book i do want to recommend to you ladies if you have a child who's kind of like walked away from the faith because of what had happened because i i get this from a lot of women where like after you know betrayal their kids hearts just got so hurt that they lost their faith in christ or they just walked away or they're just kind of like dabbling into whatever prodigals uh, yeah. So Dr. Jagwise wrote a book called The uh, Prodigal Parent Process, The Prodigal Parent Process, and it, it will it will kind of help you deal with that grief, but also give you some practical information on what to do if, if that's your situation. But anyway, Chris, I know yeah, you quite well. No, you that's really yeah. good. Um, before we <clears throat> close, because I did mention this, so I'm not, I'm gonna, we're going to close it out with this. We're going to show you the trailer to the Legacy series. And um, if you haven't seen it, it's it's really good, uh, just really sound 
information about how to break generational curses and um, how to deal with your own wounds, but also how to help your children. Yeah, um, it's 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 powerful. And I just want to say, Carissa was the one who edited the uh, the the entire series. Okay, she was kind of the one who pieced together all that information that you see there. Okay, um, so well, I don't know about all that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Before you push play, there's one question, and it says, "Is there any information about when from the ashes hmm. is going to be available?" Yes. Great question. <laughs> I just want to tell you that we are working so hard at like finishing this thing. Chris and I are like tag teaming on it. And it's, uh, this is like Gideon's army minus a few hundred. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we, yes. the truth, and we couldn't disclose everything that goes on. It has been, it has been one An attack battle from hell. after another. The enemy does not want the series out. Let's just put it that way. Please be praying because I mean, our team here has been getting one obstacle, one attack after another. It's, it's ridiculous, but we know that this is so important because once the women get this, it's really going to empower you. This isn't like one of those type of series that just go, oh, poor you, you're hurting. No, it's kind of like, here's how you take that sword up. Here's how you slay the enemy, cut off his head. Here's how you take care of yourself and your kids and your future, you know, regardless what your husband does. That's right. You know, I mean, I'll tell you what. Like it stinks that any of us have gone through this. It's not fun. But ladies, I am so excited about the army that is rising up. Yes. Among women. Yes. I'm telling you, I have never in my life seen or experienced what is brewing. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. Yeah. Because ooh, I'm, I'm like, I better not go because I'll like start <laughs> preaching and I'm not preaching. <laughs> You're like, get some hallelujahs up in here. We'll preach that, sister. Get that leg shaking. Trying to start, I don't know. Anyway, so, so um, just there is a shift that is happening that yes. a, I don't want to say a suppression of women, but there has been a lot of, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jesus was an advocate for women. He was. Jesus was an advocate for women. And ladies, there is something that is breaking over us, our people, our, our women. And I am not a feminist. I am not a waving mm -hmm. my flag and I hate men. And no, I, I want men to be godly men. And God has created, I'm sorry, can no, I just no, for a second? No, no, please, yes. God has created very specific roles for men and women. Mm -hmm. We were designed, we are equal. We are, we are co-leaders in this body of yes. Christ. And that has never quite been what's the word for it it's never quite been um taught correctly mm -mm. in a, a, a broad stroke across the church there's been a lot of suppression there's a lot of women who have stayed in abusive relationships because of really bad theological that's teaching. not even biblical it's not no, even biblical it's not and ladies i'm saying i just got off on a tangent no it's important i'm Let's so just excited stay with us for a few more minutes yeah here. just a minute i'm so <laughs> yeah. excited the things that the holy spirit reveals to us and it is never me or tiana or tiffany or christina it's never coming from us it's holy spirit inspired because yes. i don't have enough brain cells up there to make sense you don't have enough sleep or sleep or anything else <laughs> And so when these things yeah. happen, I'm like, this is from the Lord. And I just, I am so excited to share with, yeah. with my sisters of, of what God is doing. And don't be discouraged, ladies. I know the pain is real. I know the pain is real. But if I could give you anything of myself, the gift that I could give you and what I have learned is the strength in knowing that God has a purpose in your pain. 
harness it, take it and say, I am not going to be a victim of it. I give it to the Lord and I'm begging, I'm pleading, I'm asking you to transform my life and give me this harness, this power to help other women and break the strong, the strongholds of hell to stop the enemy in its track and to help set other women free. Ladies, it's not only the freedom that we need in the United States, our sisters are in much worse bondage in other countries that the the oppression is insane. Now I work with um, trafficked women and children and I'm telling you like the mindset, if we can take our knowledge and what God has given us and spread it to the world. I, I just can't even imagine like what. Yes. It's exciting. It is exciting because you know what, what, what we're seeing in church is, is sometimes it's culture that we're dealing with and not Christianity. Okay. And, and we've come under the guise of this whole women are supposed to do this. You're supposed to just be quiet and, and uh, be a doormat. You know, that's never what Christ taught us. We are made in the image of God. Anyway, I know we can go on and on about this, but Carissa, I love that you went there and you just preached it because we need to hear this. Everyone needs to hear this because it's so easy to believe the enemy's lies about our worthlessness, how little we are, that we are our circumstances. And that is not true. You know, when when Jesus sat on the mountain and he gave his one of his best sermons, okay, which are the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount. He said, blessed, blessed. He started with the word blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed. The other word for blessed is happy. Happy. How can you be happy when you're going through brokenness? How can you be happy when, when this has happened to you? Yet our Savior, who sees the pain in our lives, who understands human tragedy and our deprived moral state, our state, you know, he says, happy, happy are you. It's not because of what you do, because it's because of who you are. It's a character that he has put in you because of his blood. Yeah. Ladies, you are more than a conqueror through Christ. So regardless what you're going through, you've got this. God's got you. That's right. So, <laughs> And anything that you're going through with your children right now, don't accept the statistics. Take what we're saying and apply it over your children. I'm not a name it and claim it kind of person of speak it into, but there is truth in God's word. And I, I'm t- I don't do it every day. There are days I'm too tired, but <laughs> consistently I will tell my children, God created you for a purpose. You are not your situation. You are not who this, Amen. who this world says you are. You are not the pain that you are feeling. You are not the trauma. You are not a betrayer. You are an honest, you are godly. Yes. You are, you are worthy. You are holy. You are a child of God. You are a bride of Christ. I speak it over them. Yes. I will not accept the statistics. My children will not be statistics. Absolutely. Are they going to go through some crud? They may go through it. Yes, they are. But I know where they're going. Yeah. I will not allow it. I'm speaking it over them. Yeah. I'm declaring it over them. And the reason that I can declare it over them is because I've accepted it for myself. Yes. I have declared that healing in yes. my own life. And I've said, no, you're not. Yes. I'm not going to be a victim. When you change your mindset, ladies, and you stop being a victim, mm-hmm. you will no longer victimize your children. That's stop it. being a victim and set your children free. That's okay, it. I'm going to shut up Woo! now. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> All right, ladies. Carissa. I love you guys. Love you. Really, truly, we love you. I'm yeah. going to try to set this thing up. Uh, Can we pray? Can we like close in You prayer? pray, and I I'm going to try to fix this thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> Father God, thank you for showing up here today. Thank you. Thank you for... All my sisters out there, thank you for Carissa and Tiffany who are here. Thank you for this Holy Spirit-filled moment. We know you are here, Lord. And I just pray that as every one of us goes out for the weekend and then we just, you know, continue in our lives, that 
that we will hold on to the words that you've given us here today, Lord Jesus. We will hold on to it and not lose it. That the seeds that you planted in our hearts are going to grow and yield a harvest, Lord Jesus. Help us remember who we are, Lord. When you called Gideon, you said, oh, valiant man, of, uh, of uh, you brave and valiant man. I can't remember right now. But, but he wasn't that, but he became that. Lord, you call us to greatness. We are called out. We are called out because of your son, Jesus Christ. And we walk in that identity. We walk in that power and we walk in your promises. All of your promises are ours in Jesus' name. So we claim this over our children. We claim this over our lives, our marriage, our situation, whatever it is, Lord. We know you're sovereign and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Be strong, Thank you, ladies. Tiffany. Thank you, Tiff. Thank you. Ah. All right, ladies, if I've done this right, this is the Legacy Series. Oh, gosh, And yes. you can find it yeah. on soulrefiner.com. And Christina <laughs> is going to be really upset with us because we forgot to tell people about the next webinar. So I'll just let her do that. You'll probably be getting an email from her, but we'll do this again yes. next month. Yes. All right, ladies, be strong. Okay, so we're going to play the trailer now. Is that shared? No sound?